Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. right there can i just say you what joy it brings to see harold every saturday morning i get to leave the house only once a week i don't get to see a lot of people but if you could choose the people that you got to see some small harold is at the top of the list old wrinkly jewish guy that's right who makes you feel better about yourself than seeing harold almost makes seeing swag bearable doesn't it dude swag's lost weight i know it's creeping me out he's lost too much weight not too much. Too much. He's lost enough that when you come up to somebody, like, you know this, right? Like, when you see somebody who you've noticed has lost, like, a little bit of weight, mm-hmm. but not enough that, like, it's going to floor you, you have to over-embellish and be like, oh, my yeah. gosh, you look incredible. Yeah. Because you want them to be, you want them to feel good about themselves, but you don't want to say the real thing of, like, oh, it looks like, yeah, you lost a couple pounds. Still a lot to go, though, probably, right? <laughs> Still working on it? Just getting started, huh? Yeah. Yeah, this is like day two, right? Yeah, Swag's lost too much weight. He looks, uh, he looks sickly, and uh, he needs to start packing on the pounds. I would totally disagree with that. Okay. Plus, yeah. he's getting a row machine. He's getting a rowing machine. Yeah. No, Swag looks good. A row machine. Can you looks, imagine Swag he looks like listening a better, to? How about this? He looks like a better version of himself. Yes. Okay. That's very good. Is that good? Wait, where did you write that copy? What do you mean? I just sounds like a commercial. I didn't want to say he looks good because. Uh, Swag's not my type. I'm a Harold guy. I'm on Team Harold. Uh, what, looks wise? Oh, yeah, for sure. What, you like smaller guys? Old, wrinkly Jewish guy. Now how you described him? Barf. Well, eh, listen. 
Can you imagine? To each, to each his own. Can you imagine Swag listening to We Built This City on Rock and Roll in his garage at full blast on his Bluetooth speaker, just rowing the S out of that machine? I imagine you're picturing it right now, but no. Sweat. Not an image I want in my head. Nike Pro Combat compression shorts, just keeping all the wet and warm down there. Jeez. Maybe a uh, wife beater undershirt he's wearing. There could be a cigarette right by him. See, uh, you ever watch like HBO uh, episodic television and they, they kind of force you into watching? Like if you don't press anything on the control panel, feed you right into the post-show analysis. Yeah. We're doing that right now for the golf show, you realize. This is what happens. We are, and this is this is starting from the moment that Adam Silver postponed the NBA basketball season. We are 23 days, 14 hours, 18 minutes, and 6 seconds into no sports, and you and I have resorted to post-gaming the golf show. Post-analysis. Fair point. Post-game analysis. They had two guests. Oh, yeah. I actually cannot recall their names, and I produced the show. That's not good. I have it written down. I could look, but I mean, my memories should serve me right that I yeah. could like tell you the names. I can't. Well, sounds like a you problem. So you said 23 days, right? 23 days, 14 hours, 18 minutes, and s- I don't know why it's not counting. Six seconds. So we can both agree, Seems and I think inaccurate. a lot of people out there, even if you're not a sports fan, can agree. 28 minutes and 35 seconds. I just refreshed it and frozen it. I, I was. Trying to count the seconds. It doesn't work if it doesn't refresh. Now 48 40, seconds. Now so, 42 seconds. 44. Um, I think we can all agree. You and I both agree. And I think that even people who don't follow sports can agree that once Adam Silver canceled the NBA season, COVID-19 got serious for the United States. Yeah, I would yes. agree with that. Because after that, it was the snowball effect. Everybody else started canceling stuff. Then maybe I think a week later, they started doing stay-at-home orders like it just seemed to be that was the case. I will, I will, I will amend your statement. Okay. Changed the world. I was, yeah, supposed to gotten... go, I was supposed to go to Japan tomorrow. Tomorrow is when my flight was supposed to leave for Japan. You still going to go? <laughs> We're not allowed in the country. The trip was supposed to be Japan and Thailand. I got a, I got a letter or an email this morning from the ambassador's office of Thailand. They're not it? taking commercial oh. flights into the country. Japan has had more cases in the last week than they had in the entire uh, initial outbreak. So they, of course, had the Diamond Princess parked on their shores. They kind of stopped testing because they didn't want to postpone the Olympics. All of a sudden, Japan is now testing, and they're having dramatic increases in the number of cases because they kind of went, no, it's guys not that bad. And people were still traveling there. My wife was following several travel blogs that were keeping up with people going to Japan and having a relatively good time considering that there was some shutdowns. They shut down schools, some public gatherings, but they didn't do anything nearly to the extent that South Korea did. Mm. And now they're testing. And, oh, there's a bunch of people with it all over the place. Uh, Thailand was pretty uh, laissez-faire about it uh, initially. Now they're every day it seems like uh, something new comes out because, again, I'm on this email list. Uh, they now have a curfew. You can't be out after 10. They shut down one of the major airports. They are not allowing commercial flights into the country. Uh, 14-day quarantine is mandatory when you show up. Uh, they are sending me emails uh, daily that say, hey, if you're in Thailand, you might want to get out unless you want to stay here indefinitely. 
It's nuts, man. It changed. Adam Silver's decision not only changed the reaction that we had in the U.S., it changed the world. It was it, it, it was escalated in very few places. China, South Korea, Italy, Iran. A month ago. It's everywhere. It's everywhere! Except for Antarctica. So are you going? I, you didn't no, answer. We're not, no, no, you're not. Okay, we're not we it. cannot go. Okay. We're not even going to California. We were going to, like, the first part of the trip was just go see Grandma and Grandpa in California. And now they're doing drive-through testings in uh, in my in-laws' hometown. Like they're so concerned about it because there's a pretty high elderly population down in Hemet, California. I would imagine. Yeah, so they're doing uh, they're doing drive-through testing down there. We don't want to go there. One of my three-year-olds uh, yesterday or the day before just goes, "We're never gonna get to leave the house again." We have a backyard. Shut up. Go outside. Did they really say that? She did. I swear. It was a very dramatic. Was she having a COVID panic moment? And then, she, well, yes, but her attention span is quite short because she's three. Yeah. So she had like the little panic and then like, oh, puzzle. And then like went right back to it. But it was a very dramatic, she may have picked it up from me or mother or whoever. And yeah. Well, I think I can relate to your daughter's COVID panic moment because I too have the attention of a three-year-old attention sure. span. Who was on the golf show today? The what? Yeah. Um. So I was at the grocery yesterday. You know, my wife and I were uh, we're taking one day a week to go to the grocery and just pack up on stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm going after this show. I've got my bandana on, ready yeah. to face mask yeah, cover. You look like Road Warrior. Thank you. That's what I was going it's for. It's not a good thing. What? You look like the guy with the mask with his shirt off who's buffed out and yeah. going to take justice into his own hands. I don't I don't know if you want to put that vibe if out If I'm wearing the bandana over my face, I'm yeah. allowed to go shirtless? I bet you can. That's a whole other conversation. I bet if you went into a grocery store now shirtless, nobody says anything to you. Just show up shirtless wearing the bandana. Everybody's too freaked out to touch or talk to anybody. They'll just be like, just ignore him and get our groceries. (laughs) At least he's covering his face. His armpits are out. I can see his nipples, but. At least he's not out in his pants like that other guy. (laughs) Here comes Dark and the face behind. Yikes. Yeah. I was at the grocery the other day, and uh, I was. You know, walking around getting groceries. And Weird. Is that a thing to do there? I go down the fri- uh, freezer aisle. What grocery store are you at? Uh, a grocery store. What is it? Is it Fred Meyers where it's an all-purpose store? Is it a Costco where it's... one it's- of the local grocery stores. Gotcha. So that uh, I make no, no, sure... No, you're fine. You, you know. don't have to say exactly which one because I know you're going to incriminate yourself here because you freaked out. So I'll go... I go to a grocery store, right? And I go down to the freezer aisle because we decided that we want to get ice cream. Now, we wanted to get ice cream, and before we went, we said, okay, let's make a list of everything that we want, very specific, so that we get in and get out. We just, we know what we want, we get it, and we leave. Just got my list texted by the wife. There you go. Right there with the ice creams on the list. Pretty excited about it myself. I walk down the freezer aisle, and I'm going to get some ice cream, and I look over, and there's this older gentleman who looks like he's not taking too many precautions, and he's standing by the freezer... And he opens the door. He just sits there for like two minutes with the door open, like two actual runtime minutes, just sitting with the door open, looking at ice cream. How's he going to pick? Is he going to look through the glass? I had irrational anger because I go, dude, it's ice cream. Just pick one and get the F out. Like, and you're what are you doing? Six, you're standing six feet back waiting yes. to grab your ice cream. I can't grab anything until you do it, so just go. Yes. And you freaked out on him? Well, I, I minorly freaked out. So I'm sitting there <laughs> waiting for him, and I'm just like, dude, if you haven't decided what ice cream is, I mean, 
if we're even outside of a pandemic, two minutes real runtime of deciding what ice cream you want, absurd, absurd. So I'm sitting six feet back. I'm looking at the guy. I'm getting more pissed by the minute, and there's two of them, so double pissed. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I just, I snap. I effing <laughs> lose it. I walk up to him. I get a brisk walk up there, and I stay about maybe three feet back from him. I go, excuse me, I need to grab something in that freezer. Could you please move? <laughs> he turns around looks at me like somebody pulled a gun on him. He's like, what? Were you, wear, were you wearing your food service gloves that you're wearing right now? Yes. Okay. He's like, what? Huh? <laughs> and I go, I want to grab that ice cream. Could you please move? He's like, oh. Yeah. Sidesteps himself out of the way. I grab my ice cream. I put it in the cart and I leave. And then he went my right back to My wife is pissed at me is how this ends. Okay. Because well, she yeah. goes, you're, so, you're showing zero empathy for people. And I go, yeah, you, you bet your ass I'm showing zero empathy. <laughs> Like, it's, it's friggin' road war here out there, dude. I just want my ice cream, and I want to go. I don't want people coughing on stuff, touching stuff. Save yourself! Save yourself! We'll just running through, holding the ice cream like a football. Ah! Yeah, fullback days, just going into... She goes, you don't need to be rude. And I go, I don't think I was being rude. I was being assertive. <laughs> you don't know the difference, and then... Yeah. yeah. Which is my favorite excuse, really, for, yeah, like, anything. For being a total jerk. Yeah, whenever you're a total D, like, saying that, no, I was not, I was assertive is, is a go-to. <laughs> and in that instance, I was incredibly assertive. <laughs> incredibly assertive. Well, well done. Well done, Anya. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. Just what? Yes. Yeah, you're wrong. Why is he sitting there? Why can't you just choose? What? Was he touching all the ice creams? He was getting close, but he didn't. But he was like, he was, he was close to it. Was he just coughing into the open freezer? <laughs> then you could have a different reaction. He's just sitting there, just hacking up a lot, <laughs> all over them. And, and then closes it, turns around. Well, I'm done here. <laughs> you read a story a few weeks ago about uh, a guy that went and licked the ice cream and got arrested for it. Licked it, put it back, circled around the store, came back, bought the same ice cream, and then got arrested. Yeah. If he did that, yeah, you could have been mad. And you knew that story because you read it. I realize you probably forgot that you read that story because the short attention span. What? Yeah. You want to hear my COVID-19 update? Sure. The next door neighbor family all has COVID-19. That sucks. Yeah. Directly south, our next door neighbor, they all have it. My wife is out in the front and somebody walks up to the front door leaves a bag. I believe it's uh, one of the parents' mothers, so grandma, grandpa. Some adult. Yep. Go up, leave a bag from Target on the front door, run back to their car, make a phone call, sit there to make sure that the phone call goes through. Mm. Old man comes out, grabs the bag, sees Sharon out in the front yard, waves. Hey, did you hear? My wife goes, uh, hear what? We all got it. And he's all, like, excited. Yeah. We all got it. So the whole family, I don't know, three or four kids, family of five, maybe six. Yeah, they all have it. Gross. Yeah. So. I mean, we shouldn't be saying that because statistically they've told us that, like, at some point, 70% of us will get it. This was the first person that I know and interact with on a eh, semi-regular basis. It's, you know, a couple times a month. It's like, give them the, hey, oh, stuff. But you don't, the, like. Yeah, we're not go to their house nah. or kiss them or anything. Never been in the house. I've uh, taken packages over that have been uh, misdelivered. Oh, you're oh. compromised. 
Yeah. How long ago was that? Oh, six months ago. Should I get tested? You might. Well, yeah. well you can't. But. I mean, I, <laughs> they got tested. They all got tested and have it. I talked to somebody else on well, the phone. Well, because six of them rolled in coughing. And I'm the just hospital saying. is probably like, oh, gosh, they definitely yeah. got it. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So now uh, we, we do have uh, some uh, sporting updates. You mentioned it in your update uh, that we have a uh, new Hall of Fame class in the NBA that I think is very exciting. We've got some statistics on that. But more importantly, we have real live NBA video game action going on on ESPN. So let's start. Wait, right now? I don't know if it's going on right now, but it happened last night. I've got I've got results. Oh, I've got sports results. Oh, nice. And there was a one seed upset by a sixteen seed. <gasps> it's March Madness. It's back, baby. Let's do it next. NBA two K with real NBA players behind the controls. That's how we start the center in the Saint next, right here on ten eighty. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Apparently, the uh, governor of Georgia just found out that uh, you can be asymptomatic and spread COVID-19, so be happy you don't live in Georgia. Georgia, we hate reading. <laughs> reading is hard. Um, so we're trying to get as many sports into the world as we possibly can, even though, you know, uh, everything's canceled and you can't gather people together. So... ESPN, uh, NBA, and EA Sports. Did I just say NBA, not the NBA? Uh, NBA players and EA Sports are trying to do their best to bring you what you need for your sports fix, which, thank you, it's fantastic. Yeah. So they put together a NBA 2K tournament, which is actually airing on ESPN apparently. Did you... Like TV? Watch any of this? Or like ESPN Plus? Uh, <clears throat> the tourney officially commenced on ESPN and ESPN2. Oh, damn. Yeah. So this... Uh, Dude, have they ran out of programming ideas that fast? Dude, I watched about three minutes of SportsCenter yesterday. It was hard to watch. I bet. It was... It I mean, was what do you talk about? It, they kind of did what we did, except for it's a, in a TV format. So you can't just... Uh, radio, you kind of riff a little bit more. But, yeah, they just kind of sat there and just kind of stared across each other at the desk, and they're like, one day we'll get back to normal. Uh, so that'll be nice. But until we do, here's like a montage of athletes working out at home and stuff. So I guess let's go to that report. And then, like, the lady just goes, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me, I guess. I, I am outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo's house where he is working out nope. right now. Nope. Some guy from his house just doing, hey, I matched up all this stuff from the interwebs. And then it was like a compilation video, but we decided uh, that we needed to get something other than just uh, uh, homemade meals. So we did uh, uh, the pickup from a local restaurant. We're doing that Sunday. Yeah. We went to uh, Philly Bilmo's uh, over in Vancouver. Mm. They make uh, cheesesteaks and they're fantastic. So yeah, I was standing there just trying not to get near any of the other three people that were in the building because apparently you can't do that. And Sports Center was on in the corner. I watched. It. I was like, "Man, this is a tough watch." Of course, I haven't watched Sports Center in a long time, so I didn't know who any of the people were. You know what was interesting is I've actually in the last year. Well, I shouldn't say the last year because the year, I guess, the last actual year, I started watching Sports Center a lot. In the more. last twelve months would be the way to right, say it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching it more, and before 
COVID-19, I actually really enjoyed SportsCenter. And you don't have to watch it start to finish. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, you just kind of happen upon it, like, if you're staying up a little bit later. And the Scott Van Pelt version was always pretty good. Yeah. And I liked it. But I agree with you now because I tuned into SportsCenter the other day because I'm working from home and I don't have things to do sometimes. <laughs> and it is that. Like, first takes somehow got worse. Yeah. And I don't know how you could do that because first take was terrible to start with. Yeah. Well, and it was just dudes yelling at each other. Now it's dudes yelling at each other via Skype. <laughs> like, I don't know well, how like that happens. Slight pause. It's like they're not even in the same room to understand the vitriol and anger that they have yes. for one another. And Booger McFarlane does not fit in a one shot too, by the way. <laughs> like they tried to get fingers. all of him. Yeah. They tried to get all of him and yeah. it just looks like he's going to eat the camera. Like it is, it is bad. Well, he, he is not responding. He's gaining the COVID-19. Now, you heard of this, right? No. Freshman 15. Yeah. You know, you go to college your sure. first year, you gain 15 pounds because you can eat anything you want. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the COVID-19 because you're at home and physical yeah, yeah. activity is a little bit harder. Gyms are closed. Going outside's a little bit risky. Like, Booger looks like he's gained the COVID-20. Whoa. Boom. He's fat. I, I pick What it up, I was trying to get around. Picking up what you're putting down. Oh, yeah. Um I don't know. I've, I've gone for a run pretty much every day since I've been home. It makes it pretty easy. Middle of the day, you're like, I'm just working from home. I don't know. It doesn't seem that difficult to stay active. Weather's been pretty nice. I don't see what the big deal is. But maybe people are. Uh, you putting on any weight? Chubble? I'm not. I've actually lost three pounds. Well, there you go. You're self-quarantined. I'm self-quarantined. I've started doing sprints at the football field. At are you Aloha. allowed to go to the football field? Because I was, well, I'm in Washington. Uh I, wa I drove by the um, elementary school in, in my neighborhood. Cop car parked in the parking lot, just waiting for somebody to go on school grounds. Interesting. Yeah. So Was there like a playground or anything there? Yeah. I mean, it's an elementary school, so yeah. it's got a playground, big field. You, it, most of the ones in my area have like the uh, asphalt perimeter track so you can go and run around the the grounds mm. and they usually even have like a little distance uh marker there so it's like ah, oh, you run the perimeter of this school you will make 1.2 miles or whatever the hell it is mm -hmm. um but yeah there's a there's an officer parked in the parking lot just hanging out see i understand that more than like the football field at a track at a high school because like there's gonna be a bunch of kids crawling around all over that sure that playground you know and like the structure yeah and i like the Aloha track is open. You can go to it <laughs> and people are pretty far away from each other. And I think there's only been one time where it got kind of crowded and my wife and I were like, okay, see ya. Yeah. But every other time we've been there, there's maybe four other people. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking of going and doing the track. My wife's like, you can't do that. I'm like, why not? Just try it. Oh. See what happens. Check it out. If they pull gun on you, eh, then I'll take off. Get belligerent. <laughs> that's probably a pretty good idea. You're going to tell me what I can do. He pulls out a gun, you charge him. That's what you want to do. Uh, so last night, uh, the NBA 2K Players Tournament mm. kicked off. Wow. Yeah. And it was uh, it kicked off with a humiliating beatdown. Trey Young mm -hmm. beat Harrison Barnes by 42 points. Wow. Harrison Barnes is still in the NBA. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no other way they just invited Harrison Barnes if he wasn't working, right? I'm curious if people had to qualify for this tournament. So here, here are your results, um, and I will need you to get uh, everybody's favorite drop ready when I get to the final one. So Patrick Beverly wins 84-54 over Hassan Whiteside. Uh, thanks for being uh, representing the uh, the Blazers really well there. 
Um, Patrick Beverly, though, here's the interesting thing. Patrick Beverly played using the Milwaukee Bucks. Hmm. Hassan Whiteside used the Lakers. I mean, use your own team. Use your own guy. Because it's LeBron, bro. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Trey Young uh, also used the Milwaukee Bucks and beat Harrison Barnes, who decided to use the Toronto Raptors. That's why you lost there, dummy. Well, because I think that Giannis in 2K is, like, unfair. It's yeah. Like, I, they've rated him so high at this point that, you know, when you're seven feet yep. and you can, you know, run like a guard and pass like a guard. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of unfair. DeAndre Ayton. 57-41 over Zach Levine. At least somebody's playing some defense. Okay. Uh, and then... These are good scores. And then Derek Jones, Jr. of the Miami Heat, also using the Milwaukee Bucks, beat Kevin Durant, 78-62, and Durant was using the Clippers. KD, you cheese butt! Where LeBron at? KD, LeBron, he gonna yam on you. Uh, so Kevin Durant was your one seed. And got yammed on. Is he is he COVID clear yet? I don't know. I know Marcus Smart is, and he's donating blood and plasma for COVID research. Thank you, Marcus Smart. But I've not heard about uh, KD. This might be a stupid question, so I'm going to ask it. That's kind of your job on the show. The only reason we bring you in is to ask stupid questions. What exactly is plasma? <clears throat> plasma? What do you mean? What is it? What you, uh, it's platelets and uh, gunk. I don't think you know what it is, do Well, you? let's pull up plasma. <laughs> well, now I'm glad I asked it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where when I see plasma or somebody says yeah, it in conversation. I, no, it's pretty right. I just kind of go, oh, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> Blood plasma is a yellowish liquid component of blood that holds blood cells in the whole blood in whole blood in suspension. So it's gook. That's right. It's gap. It's gook. Uh, it's poppycock. Yeah. So you got your, uh, your, your blood proteins, your, uh, globins. You got your hooey. <laughs> you got your, uh, yeah, your hooey in there. No, but yeah, it's, uh, you got your healthy levels of malarkey. Yeah. It's the, it's an extracellular fluid. Okay, so... Uh, Intervascular right. fluid part of the extracellular fluid. Okay, how do they extract that then? Uh, they use uh, they use one of those spindle things. They spin it around and you have different weights of the fluid, so they'll actually Not separate. Helping. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so you get you get the uh, spinner mabob, right? Okay, so what it does I'm just is, thinking of a ball right now. Cool, so you take the liquid, put it, imagine inside of that ball. Okay. You've got all of the... Uh, Air. Take your uh, take a bowl. Okay. Picture a bowl. What color? Put liquid in the bottom. It's a clear bowl oh. so that you can see through it, right? It's Pyrex. Okay, I got it. Put a little liquid in the bottom. Yeah. That bowl starts to spin. Depending on the weight of the liquids, they will go to different levels on it. The lighter folds okay. go up the, higher up the side of the ball. Oh, all right, right. Yeah, that little lead uh, ball that you have in the middle kind of stays lower down, right? Well, so, well, hold on. There's a lead ball? I don't know. Wait, is it a ball in it? If you have weight, you lost me at bowl, to be quite honest. Okay, you have a bowl full of liquid, but the liquid is made up of different components. If you spin it fast enough, the lighter ones will go higher up the side of the bowl. Mm. The heavier ones will stay lower in the bowl. Okay. So then, you know how you know how fast it's spinning. You can go, all right, at this line right. should be our plasma. At this line should be our red blood cells. At this line should be the white. And then you just go and you take a little, little spoon. Yeah. 
Then you grab that line off and you peel off uh, your plasma. Okay. So, I think. Yeah. No, this you're totally. Uh, I know. And that was going to be my question. Now, this is coming from a guy who, who with me, just discovered what plasma was no, about no, a minute ago. No, no, I said ago. it was gup. It's part of your blood. Well, no, we needed to look it up. We needed to Google I double it. double-checked. And you did exactly what I used to do all the time when people talked about plasma, which is go, huh, I know what plasma is. Yeah. I don't need you to, uh, you know, explain it to me. And if you need somebody to explain it to you, why don't you go open an effing book? <laughs> Dummy. And then, like, you go back to your phone and you're no. like, what the hell is well, plasma? Well, the only reason I know the separation process is I was a part of the consult my brother had when he was getting his cancer treatments, and they're talking about plasma. Okay. But it's a yellowish goop. But, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. But, yeah, they apparently spin it around really fast. They and just they go, spin your Whoop. hooey until it splurts. There you go. And now we all learn something. The more you know. Where's the sound? Um... I don't remember what I was going to Did you see the new hats for the NFL draft? No. We need to talk about the uh, the new image that they're going for. Uh, so let's do some NFL. I've got a couple little little NFL nuggets for you, including Antonio Brown. Uh, so we'll do those after this Sports Interrupted. So this is a band called uh, No One. And I think this is the only song that they ever had. And are you sure this isn't just like Korn's side project? Positive. Sure sounds like Korn just being like, hey, let's make a new band. Doesn't it? But we will not change our sound. Uh, this is 2000 or 2001. I was a production assistant on the music video for these guys. And I don't know, I hadn't thought about it for whatever. And I was putting the music together for today's show and it just popped into my head. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play that song. And I was like, oh, this song's not very good. And then, uh, I, but I watched the music video just to kind of go back and reflect on it. And I was, I couldn't remember the name of the song. So I ended up on their Wikipedia page and two of the guys from the band are dead from a boat accident. So it's a very depressing, uh, journey through, uh, through my, uh, production assistant days this that, morning. That's extreme. It's, a, it's an emotional journey, but yeah, they do. It's so extreme. They, they do sound just like corn. And it was like, um, it was a kind of a twist on like the old tool videos it was a claymation zombies chasing the guys around and the whole thing five five three zero five is the better you today text sign somebody did tell us that uh the kings actually did just sign and pay harrison barnes a lot of money so apparently he's still playing i knew that he was i thought you were, I joking. I I, thought you were just taking no, a i genuinely <laughs> thought harrison barnes just was not playing basketball anymore well that- remember he was part of the death lineup and then just immediately forgotten about. So I thought you were, I, yeah, I didn't know that he was. And I'm going to take this opportunity to, to kind of gripe about Draymond Green. <laughs> sure. Why did might as well? Because I think what he, did he was, do? well, cause he was part of the death lineup too. Yes. And once everybody kind of cleared out and wasn't there anymore, Kevin Durant, so Steph wait. Curry, Clay Thompson. Yeah. He kind of sucked. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to trash on a guy for playing with, name another starter uh, that played all year for, the, well, the year that we had. I'm sorry, dude. If you're considered one of the best utility guys, one of the best all-around players in the league, maybe you should be a little better, not completely effing bomb and suck. <laughs> yeah, dude, but he sucked. Sure, but the team was awful. That doesn't matter. You <laughs> should at least be able to put up good numbers. Dude, I remembered that Kevin Love you remember Kevin Love in Minnesota? That guy was putting up double doubles. Like yes. I think he was averaging double doubles. Sure, 
like he goes to a team like Cleveland in the beginning started to put up really good stats and then like had a self-realization and goes, Oh yeah, the team's actually better when I'm a little bit more in the background and I'm a complimentary piece. I'm going to go ahead and just sit back. Sure. Okay. That yeah, let Chris, me know that, Chris Bosch did the same thing yeah. when he went from Toronto to Miami. Yeah. This was the time when Draymond Green maybe should have stepped up and then like played harder, but it just exposed him as a dude who got plenty of rest, got to play defense and didn't have the ball on him all the time. Ooh, I don't know, man. He did average eight points a game in the 2019-2020 season so oh, far. Oh, man, 40, eight points a game? 40, 43. Uh, here's what's interesting. Uh, 43 games, 43 games started. Um, I know he was hurt for some of it. Yeah. He also played his fewest minutes since the 2013-14 season. Yeah, I think that was the hurt thing. Yeah, so, eh, I mean, yes, his numbers are down. His minutes aren't down that much. They're down like three minutes uh, from last year. But still, he's playing. He did. He wasn't healthy enough to go out and play, you know, 48 minutes. It's not like they put him out there and just said, all right, you're our team. Go. So I don't think that helped. The only three people that I can give any credit or credence to, and actually I would, I would put it down to two people, to be quite honest, are Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Because I also believe that if you put Steph Curry out there by himself with no help, yeah, I, I don't think good things are happening. I think you turn into a token shooting guy. I think Clay Thompson's somebody who you can build around because he's really good at defense and he can shoot well. Yeah, uh, you're not going to be incredible, but you'll be pretty good. And we've already seen that Kevin Durant's somebody that you can probably build around and he will do well. Again, sure, he probably won't take you to an NBA title because he seems to have never done that without a lot of help, but. I just that team more than anything in this past NBA season really confirmed for me the idea that like, yes, together you are all incredible because you're all really good players. But if any of you split up onto one team, you suck. Well, yeah, the, the team NBA, sucks. The NBA, we like to think that the NBA is one guy by himself winning championships. I, I've, said this stat so many times that I almost hesitate before I say it. Say it. How many games did the Bulls lose the year after? So in their record. 99, how many, yeah. How many games did they drop the first time Jordan retired? They won three in a row. Oh, you mean 94? Four. Three yeah. or f 93. Four. It would have been 93. It's four because they won the, they it, beat the Jordan, Suns in three. Yes, I know. But then they came back the three, four season. Okay. Okay. How many games fewer did they win that season? And that was the year they played entirely without Jordan. The next year, Jordan came back for the last 20 games and played in the playoffs, number 45. How many fewer games did they lose in the 93-94 season? Wait, fewer games did they win? Yes, how many fewer games did they win? I'm going to say 15. One. They lost one fewer game. One game less. That's how good the Bulls were. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost in a game seven, and Pippen had that big fight with Phil Jackson. That team was awesome. That team was so damn good. They lost one fewer game, losing the greatest player of all time, and apparently the greatest college player of all time, too, because Jordan just, by osmosis, became a better college player for having won six championships. The team was outstanding. Who they lose to in the Eastern Conference Finals that year? It wasn't the, the Magic. No, it was the oh, Knicks. it was the Knicks. The okay. next year they lost to the Magic because so, the Knicks played uh, the Rockets. Uh, oh, that's that right. Yeah. So, um, 
But, I mean, take the, the role players on the Shaq, Kobe, Lakers. I mean, you don't win a championship. I'm sorry, you don't win a sh- championship uh, some of those years without Derek Fisher, Robert Ory. I mean, guys stepped up and made huge shots. I mean, Derek Fisher getting that catch on the bounce back, like, you, yeah. you don't make those shots. You don't win series without everybody on your team. And as much as we'd like to think that Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum should be better, and maybe they should be, they have not had the complimentary players the championship teams have. The, the Bulls were fantastic. The the Heat teams had good role players in addition to D-Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James. But they had three guys that are first ballot Hall of well, two guys that are first ballot Hall of Famers, and Chris Bosh, who was a, a perennial all-star at the time. You just don't show up, roll out the basketballs, and go, all right, the best players are going to win. It doesn't happen that way. And Draymond Green is in a position where he's like, Dude, I kind of got used to playing a certain style of basketball because I could rely on the guys around me to pick up everything else you need. Draymond was never the anywhere close to the best player on the team. What Draymond was, he was that guy where it's like, dude, don't let him shoot that shot in this moment. He only shot like 30% from three, but he hit big shots when they needed him. He made big defensive plays when they needed to, but he could sit there and lean on the guys around him. And Kevin Durant was a guy like that too, where he he came off the bench after eight minutes of rest and deed up LeBron and then walked into a three-point shot to seal the series twice. It's, It's a lot easier with better players around you, man. And I guess here's the issue that I have is that I always had that argument Actually, I had that argument really after 2016 when Kevin Durant joined the team where I said, look, you take one, more likely two pieces away from that team, and they're good. Yep. They're good. They're probably right around where the trailblazers are because their bench is so effing awful that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, whoever you got in there, whatever mix, have to overcompensate for completely everything. And every time I said something like that, either pundits from this station or yeah. dudes that I talk to outside of this station go, you're effing crazy. All those guys are complete all-stars. No, they're not. But the, part, There's maybe three of them that are all-stars. Part of That's the, it. Part of the reason the Warriors were always so tough is you put in a guy like Sean Livingston and he can score 20 points off the bench for you. Or you have David West just roll down the middle or Mo Spates or whoever. Leandro Barossa. Yeah, but, but I mean, Andre Iguodala was their fifth best player for three seasons. I do love that once Iggy left and now that, well, when he was on the heat, yeah. they were worse when he was on the floor. Yeah, but it's, again, it's just, all the pieces not only have to be great, they have to mix. The The Bad Boy Pistons um, documentary, the 30 for 30, yeah. illustrates that really well. That team was really, really good. Love and that, they, Doc. And then they added in a couple pieces and the emergence of Dennis Rodman as a rebounder. They add M- Rick Mahorn. They, you just see the way that the roster shapes out, and I think it does a really good way of illustrating that, that you don't always see. But roster building, man, is, is crazy important. And sometimes it's like, oh, we got that one guy that put us over the top. So, anyways, uh, I wouldn't put it all on Draymond. But, yeah, he sucks. It's all Draymond's fault. Um, All right, we skipped NFL there. We'll do it in hour two. We need to get to good versus evil. We do that next. You're listening to The Sinner and Saint on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. 
Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. We can talk about the hip. The hip can be 100% ready to go, and you know, you're probably going to medically redshirt him anyway. We don't know if we'll have a season coming up in the fall. But I think if you look at Tua, Stephen A., uh, if you feel that he is going to be a great NFL quarterback, forget everything else aside, but just on ability, he's going to be great. The injury looks like it's going to be okay. Then will he be durable once he's in the league? You can say, well, you say that everybody, but not quarterbacks that come in with already having injury issues in college. That was friend of the show and part-time bird of prey, Mel Kuyper. When most people talk about the draft outside of Oregon, they ask, hey, where's Tua going to go? The Bama QB went through another round of medical checks with teams this week, and reporters say the results were, quote-unquote, overwhelmingly positive. Hey-oh. On the Get Up show this past week, assorted football minds and turds like Mike Tannenbaum and Rex Ryan said they wouldn't have drafted the kid with a 10-foot pole would can, you can you draft with a 10-foot pole sure you just poke him <laughs> i'll take that kid poke give me two has got a ton of talent had uh two severe high ankle sprains that both required surgery and the lasting image that i will have of his college career is him getting flattened crying into a bloody towel and being drug off uh, with a fractured hip that was one of the uglier hits that I can remember seeing a college quarterback take. And if you can't avoid those hits in college, how many of those can you take in the NFL? The guys are all bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, one of the things that you like about Tua, if you were prospecting him uh, prior, is his mobility. But I, I think durability issues in college uh, can translate, especially at that position where it's not if you hit, get hit, it's when you get hit. So I, I would avoid him and go with somebody that's a little bit more durable or the injuries aren't directly related to the style of play that you have. I got to talk to someone from the Baltimore Ravens, and they talked about culture and how lucky and blessed they were to be with that team and how they understand about chemistry, how they understand building a foundation, building organizations, and I think they will look at this and understand that the chemistry and the and the culture and that locker room is built a certain way. That was low-key jerk Ryan Clark. Antonio Brown was filmed working out with Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown this past week. Let's just forget about the fact that those bozos were not adhering to social distancing guidelines and let's instead just focus on the idea of Antonio Brown joining the Ravens. Does that sound like a good fit? Well, uh, the headline this morning, uh, AB formally charged in alleged assault of driver. Ah, that's formerly. <laughs> no, it's actually charged. So this is a new update. So in January. But you said formerly charged. So that's just like old news, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, formal. Former. Oh, you said formal. Formally. Oh, okay. Not formerly. Formally. Uh, so, yeah, this stems back to a January assault uh, on a driver uh, in Florida. So Antonio Brown is uh, still an idiot. Uh, he still doesn't seem to get it. He was uh, talking trash to Julio Jones comparing numbers, which I'm pretty sure he had zero catches uh, last. Oh, no, he played in one game last year. What, he had four catches maybe? Uh, who played in a Super Bowl? Uh, Julio Jones. 
Oh, right. Yeah. There was a period of time where Aaron Rodgers, we talked about him being the most talented quarterback in the National Football League, a period of five to eight years. When you look at some of the records that Aaron Rodgers had from a passer rating standpoint, he's probably the, the quarterback that's taken most care of the football in the history of the game. That's a man whose wife calls him Booger during sex, Booger McFarland. There was Aaron Rodgers news among all this hysteria, and it's actually kind of funny how we can talk about Aaron Rodgers without anything really happening. He was on the Pat McAfee show this past week where he said, as opposed to Tom Brady and so many other Hall of Fame quarterbacks who played elsewhere later in life, he would like to finish his career in Green Bay. Rogers' contract goes for four more years, and he says that he could see himself playing into his 40s. Let's say the Packers only win six games the next time normal football is played. Well, do they only play eight games, or do they play a full 17-game season? Again, <laughs> the next time when normal football yeah. is played. Would it be wise to take trade offers for uh, Aaron Rodgers if there's signs of trouble? If you're going to go through a rebuild, you don't do it with a 38, 40-year-old quarterback uh, anywhere in that range. So I don't, I, I wouldn't be opposed to taking Hence trade offers. Hence why I asked the question, because yeah. it seems like they're yeah. trying to rebuild, but it's like, well, yeah, the playoff team last year, though, I mean, they had a they had a good uh, debut season for uh, Matt LaFleur last year. So if they get along, I think you you probably try to put yourself in win now mode as often as you can if you have Aaron Rodgers. So if they end up winning six games, it's because the moves they made uh, didn't work out in the offseason. But hopefully they're short term moves. Uh, the the trading pieces for draft picks tends to be the way you rebuild an NFL franchise going after free agency. It's very much like uh, the Rams did where you have to dump salary and cut Todd Gurley and, you know, X, Y, Z. I think those are probably the moves they make where in one offseason you can go out and add a bunch of free agents and try again next year, even if the team looks very different. So I don't think they go into full rebuild. They go into stopgap mode. So many technical terms. I don't know if any of those were actually technical terms. A lot of them felt very made up in my own mind, but. Time for my favorite story of the week. And this one comes from Michigan. Michigan? You're, yeah. Huh. Your headline, cardboard cutouts poses guests for a wedding amid the coronavirus. That's your favorite story. I saw that. It's pretty dumb. Why? Because they're actual cardboard cutouts, not pictures of people over the cardboard cutouts. I'm guessing this plan was already in the works because these two don't have any friends. And then they went, oh, yeah, let's just say we're doing it because of the coronavirus. There was no picture of grandma or grandpa or mom or pa on these cardboard cutouts that I saw. It was just cardboard. Cardboard cutout initially when I saw this, I thought, oh, they they printed out photos and did that. That's quite an investment, but hey, maybe it doesn't cost any more than a uh, shrimp appetizer and a salmon entree or chicken, or you can get the filet. And so I was like, oh, they spent their money that they would have spent on their guests to, to make these really cool cardboard cutouts. It's something that forever. No, it's just cardboard. They just went and cut the shapes of generic people out and put them up in a church. Stupid people. After Amy Simonson... And Dan Stuglick. Stuglick? She taking that name? Wedding plans were disrupted amid the outbreak of the coronavirus. A packaging company donated more than 100 cardboard cutouts 
to pose as stand-ins for the family and friends who couldn't attend the wedding. Again, just cardboard. Stuglick was just looking for a general person shape, but I was able to make a little bit more of a realistic audience for them. Again, it's just actually cardboard. just cardboard it's just cutouts. Cardboard. Not people printed on these cardboard cutouts, and they didn't take the time for the press photos to put pictures of people that they loved and cared about and wanted at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to say it because I think we're all thinking it. Somebody there drew penises on the cardboard cutouts. Didn't they? <laughs> Isn't that the first Nobody's thing Nobody's there. Think? The only two drive. people there. Don't you think that's the first thing? They no. gotta have more than two people there. I'm sure they had somebody you else have to have there a witness. doing something. You have to have a witness. Um, if I'm the witness, I'm going around. I'm telling them, "Hey, go get ready." And while they're getting ready, I'm taking my big fat sharpie out and I'm drawing penises on all of them. What is wrong with you? First thing you do is you draw nipples on. I mean, let's be honest. We'll just be gender specific. Draw boobs on the women. Yeah, sure. Well, they're they're already the shape of people. Uh, what do you do with all the car- massive knockers? I, I, I <laughs> like not even really formally shaped like an oblong. Like I think you're being in extremely insensitive. Nobody did that before the wedding. That was the entire reception was drawing on all the cardboard cutouts. Just getting hammered and drawing, <laughs> just drawing that, wieners. They're like, we already bought the booze. They got drunk. Just drawing all kinds of things on those pictures. They were graffitied up and they were anatom- uh, anatomically correct. And the anatomy was where it should be on some. And then they got more drunk and it was where it shouldn't be on others. Uh, so, yeah, the anatomy, I'm guessing, went on a downhill trajectory as the uh, drinking and uh, cool in the gang went on. Well, let me tell you something. Now I actually want to go to this wedding. It sounds fun. You kind of wish your wedding was that way, don't you? Yeah. Maybe yeah. have some stand-ins with wieners. <laughs> Do you think they had cutout dogs, too? Do you think they did cut out food to serve to the cutout people? Ah, uh, yes. You know? Little, they had uh, cut out cars so the cutout people could drive cut out drunk <laughs> to their cutout homes. To go see their cutout kids and <laughs> slap them over their cutout faces with the back of their cutout hands. You're not gonna do it. You're not cut out to be in this family joke there. I wasn't thinking it. Ah, come on. You missed an opportunity there. All right, that is your good versus evil. It is brought to you by our friends. At 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. They are open. They are serving uh, to go or delivery. You can go to ate-oh-ate.com to check out hours and locations and their uh, slimmed down menu. But go eat their food. It's fantastic. You can't go to Hawaii. Take Hawaiian food home. That's what I say. Uh, Next hour, we're going to talk a little bit more NBA. We've got uh, Hall of Fame inductions, uh, some big-time players. We've got some NFL news, and then uh, we'll probably just uh, probably play some grab ass. Uh, We'll do that all in hour two. It is next right here on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.